Hello and welcome to the Reverend Hunter Podcast, the inaugural pilot episode. I am Tony Jones, the Reverend Hunter. Alongside me is Brandon, my producer and engineer. How's it going, everyone? I think everyone's doing well because they're listening to the Reverend Hunter podcast. Yeah, I guess it was more of a rhetorical <laughs> question. I always, it always kind of bugs me at the end of uh, podcasts and people say, and we'll see you next week. I'm like, you're not going to see me. <laughs> you're not going to see me. I hope you're not going to see me. <laughs> hey, we're so glad that you've tuned in uh, to this uh, inaugural episode. The Reverend Hunter, it's funny, it's, it's kind of a, a little brand that got pinned on me a few years ago. Um, I was coming out of a really rough patch in my life and my personal life. My 40s were, I'd say, you know, the worst decade <laughs> for me. <laughs> I'm sure that'll come out as I interview guests over uh, the coming months on the podcast. You know, little bits of my story will come out. But I had been, you know, a preacher, a, a pastor, a reverend, a minister for my whole adult life. That's what I had spent my whole adult life doing. Went to seminary right after college, uh, worked in a church for a while, worked uh, as a missionary on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation as well, and then went to get a PhD in theology because I was going to continue being a pastor, maybe a theology professor or whatever. But that's around the time when my personal life fell apart, went through a pretty nasty divorce and a custody fight which all resolved itself uh, well. I'll, I'll, I'll like spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess I'm, we're not listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but the point is, when you go through stuff like that, and the church is your industry or your world, it becomes a bit prickly. Sure. That is just one of those industries where when you go through some personal turmoil, and I was a somewhat public figure having written a bunch of books, so when I went through that turmoil, that stuff was all fairly public as well. And um, I would say that my, you know, like my opportunities to preach at places pretty much dried up. Sure. I put a thing out on my blog. I put a post out saying I would preach for free anywhere in exchange for hunting. Just randomly out of nowhere. Just threw it out there because I'm like, I love hunting. Right. Why not? I'm not, I'm not getting any preaching uh, invitations. This maybe if I go for free, pe- people people will want you. People yeah. Will ask, yeah. Okay. The people come in droves <laughs> just to ask you because I'm sure people are like, well, we can't afford a guest preacher, but I mean, the guy's free. All we have to do is hook him up with some hunting. Yeah. And like a week later, I received an email back from the Episcopal priest in Huron, South Dakota. And all I knew about here on South Dakota was that there's the world's largest pheasant. It's like one of those, you know, like a statue. One of those huge statues. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You drive into town (laughs) from the east, from Minnesota, and there's the world's largest pheasant. You see it, you know, as as you're driving down the road. And that's all I knew about here on South Dakota. I thought, well, that's that's a good place to go, I guess. A decent sign. And here's the other nice thing. I don't know. Did what? Did you grow up going to a church? Yeah, yeah, I did. I went to a, a Methodist church. Okay, and like, how long were the sermons? Um, 20, 25? Yeah, if that. Yeah, okay. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. That. yeah. Okay, Episcopal, Episcopal churches, they usually don't even call them a sermon. They call them a homily, which is like pastor talk for a short sermon. They're like 10 minutes. Wow. So I'm thinking... That's... All right. I get a weekend of pheasant hunting in the pheasant capital of the world in exchange for a 10-minute sermon. 
And like usually my opening story is 10 minutes long, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so you got that covered. That won't yeah, be a problem. Yeah, it's not going to be a problem to yeah. fill 10 minutes in exchange for hunting. So I drove out to here on South Dakota, sight unseen, and I was uh, set up by uh, Mother Jean. She's the Episcopal priest in Huron. She set me up to go hunting with a guy named Jorge Vacuna. And Jorge has become one of my best friends in oh, the cool. world. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, we hit it off right away. That first weekend, it was just the two of us hunting uh, with our dogs. And I preached at the church. I think, I think this last fall, now maybe it was the sixth or seventh year in a row that I've preached at this Grace Episcopal Church in Huron, South Dakota. Oh, cool. So you, you, you have a good relationship. Yeah, ever, I get ever, to ever understand. And it's a, this little congregation of, I mean, maybe there's a dozen people there, and um, they're very sweet, and I stay after and have coffee and buns. Oh, of course. Coffee and buns. Coffee and buns are great. In yeah. the fellowship hall. Yep, yep. And <laughs> hunt with Jorge and uh, just have such a good time, really. And then the same thing happened... To me, in duck hunting in Gackle, North Dakota, I was called up by a guy who's a United Church of Christ pastor in North Dakota saying, would you come up here and address all of the uh, all the UCC pastors in North Dakota? And I said, I'll do it if I can come during duck hunting season and you'll hook me up with some duck hunting. And he connected me with a guy named Harry Kraus, a uh, retired farmer in his 70s <laughs> who lives in Gackle, North Dakota, which has got a population of, I think, about 400. Wow. Okay, Tiny so. town. Right. But right in the middle of pothole country, the greatest the greatest duck hunting you know, in the continental U.S. Well, maybe not in the continental U.S. In the upper Midwest, for sure. I mean, there's probably better duck hunting in like flooded timbers in Louisiana. But sure. this is some great, great duck hunting. It was incredible, and I hit it off with Harry, and we became friends, and now I've been back up there. Now, here's the interesting thing about that church, is it no longer exists. Really? Because the pastor who was there moved to another church. Uh, First Congregational Church of Gackle, North Dakota, had become so small they could not afford to hire another pastor, a replacement pastor. And they disbanded the church. And then they tore the, they raised it. They tore it down because they didn't want it to become a meth house. I you know which wow. tells you it, something about small town rural America. Right, the right sign now. of the times right now. It's Both the dying of the church, you yeah. know, and then and then not really wanting. They they I think they when they shut down, they maybe had fifteen or twenty thousand dollars left in their endowment. And they used all that money to hire construction crews to tear down the church. Wow, is is the oil industry affecting it up there by any chance? You mean at all? this I mean, is like... the, I think the oil industry has a much more effect in the northwest corner of the state, oh. and these guys are a little more in the southeast or you know south. So, no, it doesn't affect their they economy. I mean, it's farms, it, it's yeah. farms, and and in that part of the world, you know, you don't have to live out there to farm. A lot of people own farmland, sure, and they have tenant farmers. Yep. I'm familiar with that. My family did that in uh, Missouri, as they call it. Oh, Missouri, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, so. so you're from a certain part of that state, to say it like that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Nobnoster is, uh, is where my grandparents were from. Nobnoster, is that the name of the town? If there's an Air Force base there. Yeah, it's the name really? of the town. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Nobnoster, named after a guy named Nobnoster. I wouldn't. I, we'll go with that, maybe. But <laughs> Here's yeah. a funny story I heard about Gackle, uh, is that, oh, around the turn of the 20th century... 
beginning of the 20th century, they were laying railroad tracks through that part of North Dakota. Okay. And the railroad surveyor was coming through that part of the world. He, there were a bunch of farmers just standing around watching this big city surveyor who was coming through and figuring out where the railroad tracks were going to be. The, the guy, the surveyor, looked at these farmers standing around and said, what's the name of this here town? And they said, it ain't got a name. <laughs> so he said to the farmer, what's your name? The farmer says, my name's Gackle. The guy puts on his clipboard. All right, this town is now named Gackle. Gackle, North Dakota. That's great. That's how they got that's, the name That's of the a town. great way to get a name I mean, I don't town. know if it's just like urban legend. It's, lore, it's not yeah. urban. It's rural legend because <laughs> sure. there's nothing urban out there. <laughs> and then here's the other funny thing is that the town, whatever it was of a town in 1901, was about half a mile south of where the surveyor lay of the railroad tracks. They just moved the town. <laughs> they just moved the town north <laughs> so that the town would be on the railroad tracks. Because, I mean, it was the only way they were going to get anybody to stop there, do commerce right. or whatever. That's great. So I think it was a pretty, you know, robust uh, rural town for many years. It's not anymore. Everything's boarded up. And, uh, but I do love going out there. I came back from that first trip to Gackle, North Dakota, and I wrote a story about my experience. And I wrote a story about how I'm hunting and preaching. And my friend Bob Timmons, who's the editor of the Outdoors Weekend section at the Minneapolis paper, he titled the article, The Reverend Hunter Comes to Hunt and Preach or something like that. And so and then I kind of became, I'm like, that's kind of cool, The Reverend Hunter. And so I want to give credit where credit is due. That's nice of you. It's a great name. Yeah, it is a great name. And and, uh, what we're going to try to do here on The Reverend Hunter podcast is, I guess, extend that, that connection between spirituality and the outdoors. I mean, I've really, through the hardest decade of my life, I found a lot of solace and comfort and really, really some ways renewed my faith as my faith has evolved, but renewed it being outdoors, particularly hunting, but a lot of outdoor stuff, canoeing in the boundary waters, fishing with my kids, being up at our our place in central Minnesota and working on on restoring a white pine forest and stuff like that. And I'm interested in other people who are doing the same thing, who who are finding connections, spiritual connections, connections with the transcendent, maybe even with the divine in the outdoors. Uh, It's, it will not be a surprise to anybody who's listening to this podcast to hear that religion in America is on the decline. Yeah, that's that's fairly obvious. Yeah. It's, it's, it's everywhere. I just looked it up uh, yesterday. The latest Pew study says of people between 18 and 49, Americans, between mm-hmm. ages of 18 and 49, 70% say that religion is not an important part of life. Yeah, I'm in that age group, and I can definitely see that. And that's the the, the box you would check, maybe? I'd probably yeah. check that box, yeah. definitely. And yeah. a lot of your friends would check that box. Yeah, I would say so, too. And and I grew up with a lot of people going to church, but yeah, it just, one of those Didn't things stick. just went that way. Yeah. But here's another thing that's interesting that I bet you'll also resonate with. It's also about 70% of people between the ages of 18 and 49 reported to the Pew survey that they experience a sense of wonder in nature. I definitely believe that too. Exactly. I so, can 100% relate to that as well. I'm, I'm in the same category. So you would check that. And oh, like absolutely. older people don't 
actually a much lower percentage of older people, baby boomers, for instance, are more like 20 to 30% say they experience a sense of wonder at the nature of the universe when they're outdoors or whatever. But people between eight, like... Yeah, if, if, if I have a spare moment away from technology, which is rare these days, I'm either at like either just like a state park, a trail, yeah. or anywhere that's not surrounded by the city. Anything that's quiet and just sounds of birds, I would rather be there. So I can 100% agree with that. Yeah, same way. that's so cool. So my hope is that this podcast will be a venue to have these conversations about that very thing, about... How do you, not not that people um, you know we're going to have people we're going to have pastors on here. I've already booked a couple pretty prominent evangelical pastors that they're totally committed to organized religion in the church. But I've also um, you know have booked a couple atheists who aren't denying spirituality or the transcendent, but aren't don't believe that there's a divine being who's you know making things happen in the universe or this kind of thing. So we're going to try to get all types of people. We're also going to have a very broad swath of what is considered an outdoor activity. I mean, for me, it's hunting. Like that's the th- I do a lot of stuff in the outdoors, but the thing I'm most passionate about is hunting. For other people, it's going to be kayaking or it's going to be trail hiking, fishing, anything. Yeah, exactly. Ice Ma- fishing. Mountain mountain biking. You know, it. Any. It, we're, I'm I'm going to try to um, really have have a broad array of guests who have a lot of different opinions and interests. So you and I will be together on this journey. We will, uh, we're going to release episodes on the first and third Mondays of the month. This is how we're going to begin. So it's going to be twice a month. As a little special Easter egg gift to our listeners, whenever there's a fifth Monday... You and I will not have a guest. It'll just be the two of us talking. We'll probably do listener questions. We'll look back on the on the, on the previous guests, and we're going to try to get you into hunting. Yes. We're going to experience my journey of being pressured into hunting, <laughs> even though it's not pressure because I'm... I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, but am. that's we're going to yeah. do that. We're going to we're gonna, we'll we'll track that journey on the fifth on the fifth Monday. So, and I think we looked up there four fifth Mondays. In, in 2020? Yep, at least left. Four okay. left, four yeah. left, yeah. yeah. Yep. So this, uh, our first interview will launch on Monday, March 2nd with Lan Tawney. He's the CEO and president of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. He and I had a fantastic conversation that you and I have already recorded at Pheasant Fest, and that'll be our first uh, interview episode. And then the first and third Mondays of each month, we'll continue to drop episodes. And I've got some people lined up like Rob Bell, who's a best-selling author and a surfer. Um, Barbara Brown Taylor is coming to talk with us. She's another best-selling author. Um, I've got some of my friends who are less famous who are going to come in, and uh, we're just going to try to get a broad swath of people who are interested in the outdoors. If you listeners have ideas of who we should have on, I'm, I'm not afraid to ask anybody, so tweet at me. Um, and let me know or email me through my website, which brings us finally to this. The Reverend Hunter, uh, you can find me at reverendhunter.com. You're going to be able to find all our podcast episodes on reverendhunter.com. You can follow me on Instagram at the Reverend Hunter. You can follow me on Twitter at Jones Tony. You can follow me on Facebook at Jones Tony. And where are people going to be able to find this? So let's say they're just listening to this episode 
inaugural episode on on like my website. Where are they going to be able to download? The beauty part of this subscribe. is they can use any single podcast app in the world practically. I don't know of one that it won't be on. So if you have a favorite app you like, whether it's like like Overcast, um, Google, iTunes, it's going to be you know definitely on iTunes. Everything is. Um, you can also find it on TalkNorth.com. It'll be there too with a bunch of other podcasts. Uh, yeah. There's some uh, more Ron Shera production related podcasts. There's Minnesota Bound and The Flush. So. You'll have options. A lot of places. With this one. Yeah, so please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please um, rate if you like it. Give us some five stars. Give us a, a happy review because uh, that always helps those uh, podcast services then recommend this podcast to other people. Feel free to tweet about it, Insta, um, and uh, Facebook, etc. We'd love to have you share the love of this. So finally, I just want to thank you for being a great producer and engineer because we've already recorded some episodes well thanks for letting me do it it's, oh it's all been super so it's a fun. mutual mutual Brand, process brandon is really really gifted at this he does like 15 or 16 podcasts a week so he's hardcore i want to thank uh scott franzen and everybody at ron share productions for bringing me into the ron share family and then talk north also which is an expanding network of sports and outdoors and ultimately lifestyle podcast too so is that it How's that for an inaugural it. episode? I think that works for a nice little <laughs> inaugural teaser episode, a little pilot, if you will. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, please tune in on March 2nd. Download, listen, rate, and review uh, our interview with Lan Tawney. It's really a good one. And we will see you down the road. No, will we want, no, we'll listen to you. We'll talk Ooh, to you. I can't believe I you ended. I can't believe you ended with that. That's great. It's just so natural. You can see it. What what we're gonna have to I'm gonna have to come up with a clever sign off. This is the Reverend Hunter saying I don't know. You'll listen to us later. <laughs> listen to us later. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye.